Have you ever wondered how successful businesses and thought leaders keep landing those big media opportunities and keep the buzz going around what they're up to? It's not just by chance. They're all using the power of storytelling. I'm Nicola J. Rowley, and with over 25 years in the media as both a journalist and PR expert, I'm here to help you unlock the story potential for both you and your brand. Everything starts with a story. This is the Power of Storytelling podcast. Hello, hello. It's so good to have you with us today on the Power of Storytelling podcast with me, Nicola J. Rowley. Now, when it comes to storytelling, one of the greatest ways we can impact both ours and other people's lives is through sharing our stories and telling those stories that take people on a journey. They allow people to understand who you are, to resonate with you. And when they do resonate with you, what it does is it really impacts that know, like, and trust factor. And when we talk about the no like, and trust factor, what you're actually doing is you're enabling your potential clients or people that you want to impact to get to know you more. So getting to know you and then they like you because they like what you're about, your vibe, your essence, whatever else it is. And the trust, the trust inherently comes from your credibility, your ability to be able to reach more people, the impact you go on and have through the media. Obviously, I'm going to say that that's a really great way for you to be able to be seen and be heard through PR. I'm going to say that. However, I have worked on both sides, both in journalism as a journalist and also in PR for a long time now. And what I've seen is the most impactful moments really have come wrapped up in storytelling. When someone has been able to talk about the journey that they've been on, maybe they had a starting point, which was almost rock bottom, and they've taken that and they somehow have managed to get to where they are now. And that journey may well have, you know, be like a roller coaster going up and down peaks and troughs, but they've ended up at quite an extraordinary place when they are sharing that chapter of their story. It doesn't mean to say that your story is linear. It doesn't mean to say that your story literally just takes you from one point to the next. But it's really good to be able to look at your story as it is and then be aware of what your story is. Because once you're aware of what your story is, you will be able to share that with your audience and potential audience as well. Because the more that you share, the caveat here, never ever overshare never ever say something that you don't feel comfortable in sharing. But once you do, that's when you can really impact other people's lives. So say for instance, you are a business owner who specializes in hypnotherapy. You help people overcome 
their fears through hypnotherapy. And someone currently has a fear of the stairs, for instance. They don't like the stairs for whatever reason. Perhaps they fell down them as a child. I know I did several times. Um, so maybe they have a fear of going downstairs. Maybe you can help them through your hypnotherapy, through the gift that you have. But how are they going to know that you can help them unless you let them know what it is that you do and how you can be there for them to help solve the problem that they have? And if that is wrapped into a story, so you talk about how when you were growing up, you had quite a few quite big accidents falling down the stairs, then that is going to resonate with them because, hang on a second, here's someone who can potentially help me with their expertise, but they also, you know, ex have experienced a similar kind of thing to me. Do so you see how people then start resonating with you and elements of your story, which you may well share as part of a piece in a media title or a, a magazine piece about you know, the importance of overcoming your fears or the importance of how I manage my anxiety or how I manage, you know, all of the things that you have going on in your life. It's so important because this connection that you will manage to get with someone else will get them to start taking action. So they may well read an article that you've been quoted in in the media and look at it and think, hmm, okay, this person seems like they might be able to help me with the problem that I have. And then they check you out on your website and it clearly says what it is that you do. But the first thing that they see when they go onto your website are some media trust tags. Now, media trust tags are the logos from media outlets when you have been featured in them. So you, what you would do is you would have your main page of your website and then underneath that big picture, the first big picture of you, um, it would say as featured in, and then those media trust tags would all be along that line. And what it does is when someone clicks onto your website and they see that, that's the credibility, that's the trust factor. It's why they're called media trust tags. So it's really thinking about what it is you want to say and what your story is. And this is why we are exploring through a series of conversations, a series of interviews, a series of chats, and me chatting to you as we go along about the power of storytelling and how it can make a massive, massive difference. Think of it like this. You go out to a dinner party and you listen to so many amazing anecdotes um, and you go home later that night. What is it that you remember most from your evening? Yep, it's those anecdotes. It's those anecdotes that stay with you and that's what's so important. Now, as this is the first ever episode of the Power of Storytelling podcast, I think it's only fair that I share with you a little bit of my story and where I've come from. So, 
as you probably heard from the trailer, um, I have worked in the media for over 25 years now, both as a journalist and a PR expert. But I actually think that my story and my life began when I turned 40. Not before then. I kind of feel like life was happening to me. And that may sound like really strange because I'd achieved so much. I'd been reading the news on the national radio stations in the UK. I'd been a TV reporter. I'd been a producer working in TV. I'd worked in PR on some of the biggest ever digital campaigns. But I really don't think that my life started until I was 40. And the reason for that was when I was 40, I had my son. And if you have a child, you will resonate with this. But when you have a child, it makes you focus on everything, everything that's gone before, for whatever reason, it brings everything back into that focus. But it also makes you think about okay, I want the best for this child. Everyone does. like They want the best for their child or their children. And in doing so, you realize that actually you can't tell them that they can be anything, do anything, achieve anything. Imagine anything that they want to do if you haven't done that yourself. And I realized I hadn't done that for myself up until that point because everything for me was about storytelling. And I literally, as a little girl, when I was six, I, my teacher said to me, right, you know, we're all going to write a story. Everyone write a story. And in that moment, I sat down and I wrote a story about a cat, a witch and a spaceship. And something happened to me that I just can't explain. Literally, I I was so lit up like nothing else. And it was the most, the most amount of joy I have probably felt up until that stage. I just can't explain how excited I was to continue writing. And everyone else finished their stories. They'd done their stories. And I just wanted to keep writing. And in the end, I'd written more than a thousand words. I was six at the time. And my teacher was so um, impressed with the fact that I'd done this. She just said, Nicola, would you stand up in front of the whole school and read out your story? And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, And then I discovered my second love, which was being able to speak, being able to broadcast to other people, as it were. And So it's no surprise that when I went into journalism, I loved broadcasting because you could speak to more people through doing what I was doing. But my life at that point, up until the age of 40, yes, I'd been a journalist and I'd been telling news stories. And yes, I'd worked in PR. So I was helping brands tell their stories or launch their products or talk about what it is that they had going on, but something wasn't quite right. And it literally was when my son came along that I realized I'd I'd literally left that joy of storytelling behind. And so 
when he slept um, as a baby, I wrote my first ever children's book called James and the Amazing Gift. And from there, I realized I couldn't stop. And so I wrote the next book, which was um, James and the Birthday Balloon. And obviously, I harnessed the power of PR. I utilized it. I had the amazing TV's Dr. Ranch narrate the audiobook version uh, for that second book. And then I realized it like finally, finally dawned on me after, I don't know, a good couple of years, actually, there was something more I could do with storytelling, something more impactful. And I really, really struggled with separation anxiety from my son and probably undiagnosed postnatal depression, if I'm really, really honest. And so when I went back into trying to go back into my former job and like working in PR, I really, really struggled. I struggled with the length of the journey. I struggled with the fact that I was only seeing him for 30 minutes every day, Monday to Friday. It wasn't why I became a mum. And I struggled so much. I used to, I spent an awful lot of time in the toilet cubicles crying my eyes out. And it finally dawned on me on one October, very rainy evening on the way home when I knew I was going to be late for the the nursery pickup. I knew I was going to just completely miss seeing him like again in a non-rushed way that there had to be more to it than this. I couldn't carry on as I was. It was just, I, I was in a position where I just felt like I had no choice. I couldn't do anything. And so I had to reassess. And so I put a plan in place. And that plan basically came down to, okay, what is it that you want to do? And I didn't really have like a, right, I know exactly where this end goal is going to be. But I did know that if I worked towards starting with the next role that I would take on, it would be a maternity cover contract where I could work one day a week from home. I was moving more towards where I wanted to be to have that flexibility or that being able to be there for him as much as I possibly could to the next role. And that next role as a head of PR. Um, that enabled me to work four days a week um, and only half an hour from my home. So it meant that I had even more time with him. And yes, it was long hours and yes, it was very demanding, but I absolutely loved working at Thought Park as the head of BI. It was amazing as a job. But I also knew realistically that he was starting school and I wanted to be the mum on the school gates. I felt like I'd missed out on so much of him growing up already. I just wanted him to know I was going to be there for him. And so for that first year, I did all the drop-offs and the pickups. And in between it all, somehow working with an amazing business coach, I worked out that I needed to do more with the storytelling element of PR. I needed to be able to help entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders be able to really unpick 
their own stories, be able to talk about them and be able to use them effectively to harness that power of PR to be able to get them into the media so that other people knew how they could help them so that they could impact other people's lives. And then the penny dropped. It finally, finally dropped. PR for me is never about jazz hands. Look at me on a wonderful and ego trip. It's not that. It's about how you can impact other people's lives through what you do. And when you look at it like that, just think of all the people that you can help. So my journey going from crying in the toilet cubicles at work to now running a hugely successful communications agency, turning over multi-six figures is, I think in the space of kind of, you know, three, four years, it, it just blows my mind that that has been the case. Now, that's not to say that, you know, the media would necessarily be interested in that journey, but there are elements of my story that would work for the media and have worked for the media. And that's what I want you to take away from this podcast, because I want you to understand that sometimes on the surface of things, you might think, oh, look, there's an opportunity for me to respond to something. But unless you've worked out what your story is, unless you've got that foundation in place, you're not going to be really, really clear on the outcome that you want to get from any piece that appears in the media. You have to understand how to leverage what it is that you've got and the story you have to tell so that the angles work for the media and that everything feeds back so that it works not only for you, but for the other people who you can then go on and impact. I'm so, so happy that you've joined me today on the first ever episode of the Power of Storytelling podcast. Hopefully that gives you a bit more of an idea of who I am um, and what I'm all about. Being there for my son is my number one why. And it's the reason that I get up in the morning. It's the reason that I do what I do, but also through doing the work that I do, I've been able to help hundreds of entrepreneurs and there's been a real ripple effect as they've gone on and been featured in national, international media titles. And through doing that, they've impacted even more people. Don't you want to be part of that ripple effect? Being able to reach people, being able to impact their lives, for them to resonate with what it is that you do and then realizing that you're the person that can help them solve their problem. So thank you so much to everyone at home or on the go for listening in today. Um, if you found this show helpful, please hit that follow or subscribe button. It does wonders for the show. Um, so more people can find uh, the Power of Storytelling podcast organically. We'd love as many follows and likes as possible. And if you have any questions about anything that I've talked about today, please drop me a line at nicola at njrpr.com 
I read every email I get, uh, whether that's an episode idea, a guest recommendation, just a simple note about how the show has impacted you. I'd love to hear from you. And coming up in the next episode, we have an interview with a quite remarkable lady who had a moment that happened that completely changed her life and that she has gone on to use the power of hope to impact the lives of others. And it's just even talking about it, it's given me goosebumps. I cannot wait uh, to introduce you to her. I'm Nicola J. Rowley. I'll see you on the next episode.